0: Welcome to In Plain Sight, a Cybercrime Magazine podcast series brought to you by Conceal. Conceal is a zero-trust network, privacy, and security company that disguises and protects your enterprise's online presence and privacy. Conceal enables secure browsing and secure critical data and resources in the cloud using disruptive malware protection technology. To learn more about our sponsor, visit conceal.io. Here with me today is Brian Stone, Chief Revenue Officer at Conceal, and Chris Burns, CEO of Techie Gurus, soon to be known as your cyber team. Welcome, Brian and Chris. It's so great to have you both on in plain sight.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. Me too.
0: <laughs> well, Let's start with you, Brian. Before we get into today's conversation about how attackers are using search engine ads to beat anti phishing software, do you want to tell us a little bit about why Chris is the perfect guest to join us, why you invited him on for this episode of In Plain Sight?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, for me, Chris is a guy that has, first of all, been IT and IT security for over 20 years and is just seen a lot. Everything from you know, helping small and mid-sized companies to large enterprises in a wide range of things. So he's seen so much. He's got over 55 different certifications and just continues to learn. And he provides a weekly summary in his LinkedIn profile and video of kind of the latest cyber threats and things. And so he continues to learn and build you know, and contribute to the community. So I think he's a fantastic resource.
0: Excellent. And then Chris, do you want to quickly tell us about yourself and your background in addition to what Brian just shared?
2: I need Brian to do every intro for me. (laughs) That was fantastic. Yeah, I've got more than two decades in IT. Like he said, I've worked with small and medium businesses all the way up through enterprises. Cloud, I have a huge cloud background. We were doing cloud about 15 years ago.
1: Before it was cool?
2: Yeah, before it was actually called the cloud, right? It was just remote access. So we were providing cloud for like hospitals and organizations like that, that needed it, that made it easier for them to get their job done. And I started Guru's in 2008. We transitioned more into managed services in 2013 and 2020. I made a concerted effort to turn the company into a cybersecurity focused MSP. And that's where we're at today. And then we're changing our name basically because it represents more of where we are now than where we used to be.
0: Fantastic. So, Chris, as I mentioned earlier when I was enjoying the episode with Brian, our topic for today is how attackers are using search engine ads to beat anti-phishing software. So can you, with your expertise, take us through these attacks, how they're happening, anything else you'd want to share?
2: Yeah, so in December, the FBI put out a warning about it. Now, this is not something that's entirely new, but... Attackers are getting stifled by things like Microsoft. Like Microsoft used to allow macros and they've sort of that off. So now threat actors and attackers are looking for different ways to infect machines. Google has struggled with this now for a number of years with stopping people from just buying advertisements and putting out malware. It's called malvertising. The last two months, it's really ramped up. They're actually going after people's password managers. So certain password managers, they're actually cloning their website And they're running ads. And if you're in Google and you search for insert a password manager here, you will get a link at the top. And if you click on that, it will look exactly like you're logging into your password manager, but it's not. You're basically giving your credentials up to the attacker. And they're taking it further with software. So a lot of it's consumer software that people will download. So they'll type in something like Notepad++ or something like that. And the first link they see will be an advertisement on Google. Well, they'll click on it thinking they're going to the right site. When in reality, they're going and downloading a piece of malware that's loading an information stealer on their PC. So it's trying to get their banking credentials, any other credentials they can get, maybe the cryptocurrency wallet. It's stealing tokens for, let's say you've logged into your Microsoft 365 account or Google or something like that. It's stealing those tokens so that they can actually log into those accounts remotely without having to use multi-factor authentication. So it's actually kind of terrifying the way that it's going. And most
0: consumers just don't know any better. They'll just click on the first thing they see. This gets me thinking of are there any restrictions on search engine advertising, or is it just simply pay-to-play, making this basically open season for cyber criminals? And I guess furthermore, what's the damage looking like?
1: The Googles of the World are trying to do their best to, you know, understand who they're selling advertising to. But you know, the threat actors are crafty and they're registering imposter domains that are very close to the real brands that we all trust every day. They look similar, they're spelled very similar, maybe using slight variations of characters and sometimes hard to discern even for those organizations like Google that are trying to sort of vet out, you know, malicious from good advertisers. So it's hard to detect. And it's just really all, you know, an indication of the evolution of the threat landscape. And, you know, as Chris mentioned, the threat actors are sort of like water. If there's resistance phishing people in their corporate inbox, they're going to start to go wherever the user is and where they're communicating openly. And yeah, sometimes they may be on their work computer and they may be searching for, you know, authorizations or different things for personal apps that they have to go in and change settings. And you just never know. So the attackers are just trying to insert themselves into these transactions. The interesting thing is it's all going through the browser these days. So we think there's an opportunity to provide another layer of sort of technology that's trying to sniff these things out, looking at fake login pages and trying to protect the user when sometimes it's hard visually for anybody to tell fake from real.
0: Certainly. And so... With all that context, Chris, what are your recommendations, especially from a CISO perspective, to enterprises and their employees alike regarding how to spot these malicious advertisements? To Brian's point,
2: the user is clicking on these, especially on work machines. And we've had this idea in cyber for a while that you can train users to not click on things. But the reality is, is they're still going to click. So as much as we educate people and tell them, look, If you go to Google and you search for whatever application you need to download, make sure that the URL you're looking at is for that company. So if you wanna download Adobe, make sure you're going to adobe.com and then you're downloading it from there. Don't just go to Google, search for it, and click on the first link that you see. But the reality is, is that the training doesn't solve that. So having multiple layers of security, and to Brian's point, what they're doing in the browser is so important. We need to protect the user from themselves. We have to try to help them make better decisions with education. But when the education fails, we need another fallback. I think the way that that's happening with Conceal is, is perfect for that.
0: And so, Brian, you know, what about you? What more do you think companies can be doing to help their employees mitigate the risks of these malicious ads?
1: Education is key, right? We have to keep that fresh. I was in security awareness training for eight years, helping organizations effectively train. And sometimes that training can get stagnant. You always trying to teach on spotting the malicious link in email. But with the evolution of these vectors, keeping that information fresh up to date so that the user understands that they really are being sort of attacked from a lot of different angles. Maybe social media, there's a new phrase called slinking now, where it's sort of weaponizing messaging that's coming through maybe LinkedIn or through Facebook and some of these messaging apps where malicious links will come through those places. Or like these advertisements on well-known shopping sites and things or search engines. So just again, making them aware so they're heightened, but then trying to layer in some good technology around them to help them because we can't always be aware and know that we're being tricked and you know fooled by some of the spoofing. These spoof banks are really good at what they do, unfortunately. And so having a layer of technology behind that, that's also saying, what do we know from a technology standpoint? Or using, as we do, computer vision to scan a login page. Some of the differences in these login pages are not imperceptible to the human eye. It's at a code level. So when we scan that using it's a variant of AI that's called computer vision, and we can kind of see micro differences in those to kick up red flags and prevent login straight away. Just don't even allow the user to log in and teach them why we thought it was a spoof page. So training plus good technology.
0: Fantastic. Well, any final thoughts from either of you? And and I guess, Chris, I'll start with you so we're not speaking over each other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, to Brian's point, using AI to detect this is important because AI is making like phishing emails and these ads so imperceptible to the user that they're fake and it's driving change because gone are the days of an email where there's a lot of spelling mistakes and things like that. Now it looks like something that a normal person would have wrote. The grammar's completely correct. The images will be perfect. And to Brian's point, education is key, but having that technology to kind of help protect the user when the education fails is so important.
0: Excellent. Brian, anything else you'd want to add?
1: For me, it's really doing things like this to get with, you know, experts like Chris and build awareness that as the attack landscape changes, you know, young companies like us are trying to bring new solutions to the market that are solving these advanced tactics from threat actors. And so, security professionals, IT professionals need to be I think open that just setting up a firewall, setting up an email gateway or web gateway just is no longer enough that you need things. There are gaps in those layers. And so adding a potentially new layer like ours in the browser, You know, we'd love to keep the dialogue going and talk with anyone who sees an opportunity to help the end customer and the end user ultimately be safer out there.
0: Excellent. Well, Brian, Chris, thank you both so much for taking the time and joining us today. This was a really fun conversation. Thanks, Hillary. Thank you. In Plain Sight is a Cybercrime Magazine podcast series sponsored by Conceal, a zero trust network privacy and security company that disguises and protects your enterprise's online presence and privacy. Conceal enables secure browsing and secure critical data and resources in the cloud using next generation ransomware protection technology. To learn more about our sponsor, visit conceal.io.